Peacock now has 15 million paying subscribers and 30 million monthly active accounts. That seems to make it a mid-pack SVOD and a top fast service. But how you count can have a huge impact on how you rank. Listen on to find out why. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media. And today is October 5th, 2022. Today, we are going to talk about Peacock, and it had a super third quarter, according to NBCU's CEO. Uh, we're going to talk about those numbers, but we're also going to look about how it stacks up against its peers, and also why you should be very careful when you try and do this, when you try and compare the performance between services. But first, I know you remember that I've been talking a lot about a great webinar called Supercharge D2C Growth with Hybrid Monetization. Well, if you missed it because it was last week, I've got good news for you. You can listen to the recording for free and you will learn in that recording how to maximize your video revenue from the experts. We have Sinclair, Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment and Zype who participated in the web webinar. And I can tell you there's a ton of great information and really practical advice on things that you can do right now to boost your monetization of, of your service. So why don't you look in the comment below and you'll find a link to this webinar or just come to the End Screen Media website and there's a banner right there at the top of the page which will allow you to find it there. And you'll also find a link in the posting on the End Screen Media website. Okay, now back to our main topic. Well, according to NBCU's CEO, Jeff Shell, Peacock had a great third quarter. He said the number of paid subscribers grew by 2 million, up from 13 million to reach 15 million. And the number of monthly active users was also up quite a lot, 3 million, and it now has 30 million active users. This is great growth, but really, if you've been paying attention, this growth shouldn't come as a surprise. I think I've talked about on this podcast that in the last month, in September, NBCU made the decision to pull its first run content from Hulu and put that first run content into Peacock. So all of those fans who love the NBC content and were watching it inside of Hulu right after it broadcast had to move to Peacock to continue to do that. And actually, they had to move to Peacock Premium, not to Peacock Free, to watch those shows. I don't think it's a big surprise that Peacock did see a bump. Uh, but the question really is what will happen to Hulu? Did Hulu lose subscribers as some of those NBC viewers moved over to Peacock? Well, we won't know until November the 8th. That's when Disney gives its results for the July to September quarter in 2022. And I tell you, I'm expecting a small decline in Hulu subscribers, not 2 million, but maybe some, some maybe 500,000 or 300,000, something like that in Hulu's numbers uh, when actually Disney reports. Uh, but as I say, we'll have to wait till November 8th to see what the real numbers are. That's where we are with Peacock. Growing nicely, 15 million paid subscribers, 30 million active uh, accounts. Uh, so that's all to the good. How does that make Peacock stack up against its competitors? 
Well, first of all, let's take a look at Peacock Premium. That's the SVOD side of the house, the place, the place where you have to pay for the subscription. And well, the 50 million number, it looks to me like it makes Peacock a mid-pack SVOD service. Not in the top, top tier, not in the top five, somewhere in the top 10. Looking at the numbers that are reported by Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. Well, they're pretty far above where we find Peacock saying they are 15 million. Of course, Netflix is something like 60 million in the US. Hulu, well, something in the 45 million range and Disney and ESPN both uh, falling somewhat behind that. It's really much harder to say with any specificity about services like Paramount Plus, HBO Max and Discovery Plus. And the reason is that these companies really don't state how many subscribers they have in the US. Uh, and actually, many of them don't even give regular updates on how many subscribers they have overall. For example, HBO Max, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery does not state how many HBO Max subscribers there are. Rather, they talk about the number of HBO and HBO Max subscribers lumping the pay TV group in with the online group. So it's actually pretty difficult to figure that out. Uh, Paramount Plus really only discloses its worldwide number uh, and that it doesn't really say how many of those are in the US. And it's the same with Discovery Plus. It, dis it talks about a worldwide number. Uh, and again, it's very sporadic. It doesn't give regular updates on those numbers. Taking a peek at some relevant data from Comscore, which is really focused on usage, in March of 2022, that data suggests that Paramount Plus and HBO Max are a little ahead of Discovery Plus and maybe slightly behind Peacock. Uh, so Peacock will be sort of in the middle there somewhere. But again, it's very, very hard to say for sure. I think probably the only thing we can say for sure is that Peacock is a second tier SVOD service somewhere in that top 10. So looking at Peacock free, well, it really does seem to be very different. Here, Peacock seems to be performing in the top tier. They're certainly, I think, a top tier fast service in the US. Uh, and by the way, when I say fast, I'm using fast in the general term, free ad supported streaming TV. So that would include AVOD services that don't charge. And it would also include uh, fast linear services uh, like Pluto TV that primarily focus on channels, but is also free. So that's what that's that that's how I'm talking about fast here in this context. Okay, so what are Peacock Freeze peers claiming? Well, Pluto TV says it has 60 million monthly active users, uh, but I got to say it's also active in Europe, although it was much more recently uh, launched in Europe uh, just in the last few years. Uh, so it's not exactly clear how many of those, uh, those monthly active users are in the US, although I suspect probably a good proportion of them, maybe 50 million or 45 million of them are actually in the US. Tubi, which is the top AVOD service, free AVOD service, claims 51 million monthly active users, all of which are pretty much in the US. Last year, Roku claimed that the Roku channel reached an estimated 70 million people in the US. 
But uh, saying you reach 70 million people is very different to saying you have 60 million monthly active users. So that's really not uh, very definitely an apples to apples comparison. But the company does state monthly active users of the Roku OS. And that's pretty high. That's 63 million as of Q2 2022, of which some of those are in Europe, but most of them are in the US. But of course, there's no guarantee that a Roku OS user is a user of the Roku channel. Although I suspect quite a few of them are because the Roku channel actually ranks as uh, the top free service on Roku devices. So with 30 million monthly active accounts, I think Peacock is certainly in the top five first fast services in the US today. Um, and by the way, I'm not including YouTube here. Uh, perhaps that's a mistake. If YouTube were included, YouTube would be by far the biggest user. And given the amount of time that YouTube is being used on connected TVs now, I'll try when I give an update to these numbers in the future to include YouTube that is being watched on CTV, uh, maybe in this for comparison purposes. Okay, so there you have it. I think Peacock is a, a, a mid-pack player in the top 10 somewhere, but definitely not in the top five for SVOD for its Peacock Premium. And I think it is in the top five for Peacock Free. But I wanna talk a little bit about measurement here. I was, I'm, sometimes I'm a bit reluctant to give these comparisons between services because there really is no standard for how companies report on subscribers and on their monthly active users. So let's talk about subscribers here for a second. This week I wrote a piece which looked at, um, looked at how some companies report the counts of their subscribers. And Disney is a great example. Disney counts one subscriber to its bundle, which is a bundle of Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. It counts that one subscriber as a subscriber to Disney Plus, a subscriber to ESPN Plus, and a subscriber to Hulu. So one subscription counts as three. And there, of course, is no guarantee whatsoever that a subscriber to the bundle ever activated Disney Plus or ESPN Plus or Hulu. They almost certainly activated one or two of those, but may not have activated all three. Saying that one subscriber is a subscriber to all three, well, that adds a little bit of uncertainty into the overall number of subscribers. If you think that a subscriber a paying subscriber is also a user. And many of us make that link with that leap. We think of a paid subscriber. Why would they be paying if they're not using? Well, in this case, in a Disney bundle case, it's really difficult to make that leap because there's no guarantee. And I'm going to tell you, this gets a lot of people confused and it's got some shareholders of Discovery Stock very angry over uh, HBO Max and Warner Brothers Discovery. And they're actually suing Warner Brothers Discovery over the number of HBO Max subscribers that were reported to them in the investor prospectus when Warner Brothers, uh, when Discovery was uh, selling the idea of Warner Brothers Discovery, this combination of 
of Warner Media and Discovery to its subscribers. So uh, there's another indication that uh, it's not clear what the subscriber numbers mean. Okay, so let's get back talking about Peacock. NBCU doesn't appear to be doing anything like this. It doesn't appear to be creating bundles or or doing deals with wireless providers where it gives away subscriptions and then counts them as paid subscriptions. It does give away plenty of subscriptions to uh, Peacock Premium. Everybody that's a Comcast X1 TV subscriber, an Xfinity broadband customer or a Cox TV or broadband customer, well, those all get free access to Peacock Premium. That's 20 to 30 million households in the US, just those alone. But of course, they cannot be including them because they're only reporting 15 million. Clearly, NBCU is not including all of those customers that get free access to uh, Peacock Premium in the number of paid subscribers. That's the picture there. The picture with monthly active users is also very confused. I, I bet, uh, well not I bet, I'm certain that when NBCU reports the number of monthly active users, it's anyone with a registered account, whether free or paid, or whether, you know, they if they gave the Peacock Premium account to somebody, they really don't care about free or paid then. What you're really cared about is do they use it? So that's that's what I think NBCU is reporting when they say the number of monthly active accounts. The account holder actually used Peacock during that month. They don't so how they don't say how much. They could have just logged in and logged back out once. They quite likely that would have been counted as an active account. But at least they were active in some respect sometime during the month. And comparing monthly active accounts with Pluto TV and Who and Tubi can be very tricky. Pluto TV reports the number of unique accesses during a month. That's the number of unique devices or unique addresses that they see accessing the service. But Tubi has never actually stated how it counts monthly active users. And as we'll see in a minute, that can make an absolutely massive difference. So there is no standard way of really comparing monthly active users or monthly active accounts. We really have to trust what people are reporting to us um, um, actually means what we think it means. And there's every indication it may not mean that. So one of the things that you should be really paying attention when you see a graph that compares subscribers or monthly active users, you should keep three things in the front of your mind. Number one, these numbers are self-reported. The companies are telling us this. They are not audited. We don't know for sure that that is the number. Um, I suspect that it would be very risky for them to report numbers that are not true. But it's not audited like when Nielsen, for example, does its reporting of the number of viewers. It's using its panel. They're independent. That's a sort of audit of the number of people that actually watch. So that's thing. Thing one, the numbers are self-reported. Thing two, many services do not report on a regular basis and they do not report in a very formal way. So 
you know, they, they tend to report just when they have something exceptional to tell you. So, for example, when um, when YouTube TV broke the five million subscriber barrier, it reported that we had no way of knowing what happened between that that report and the previous report. They could have lost subscribers and then suddenly gained them. We have no idea what happened in the interim. Uh, and we have no idea what's happened afterwards. Maybe they're losing subscribers again. So when you don't report on a regular schedule, it's very, very difficult to judge the trajectory of a service. Is it growing? Is it st static or is it falling? In the interim, it's very, very difficult. And uh, some companies really do not report on a very regular basis at all. The third thing that you keep you need to keep in mind is that there are no standard definitions for subscribers and monthly active users or monthly active accounts. So comparing them is risky. How much does this matter? Well, it could matter a lot. For example, I said that Pluto TV, when it says 60 million males, monthly active users, it means unique users. Tubi has never stated how it reports its 51 million males, how it counted those. Now, a very common practice in television is to add a co-viewing multiple. This is to compensate for the fact that more than one person is very often watching. A common number to use is 1.2. So were Tubi applying a co-viewing multiple of 1.2 to its to its actual number, its number of uniques, to get the 51 million, that would actually mean it had 43 million unique users. If it was applying a co-viewing multiple of 1.5, its unique users would be 34 million. So you can see, because we don't know how it's calculated, we end up having potentially quite large differences in the numbers that we, would, we should really be comparing if we were comparing apples to apples. Those are three things that you should just keep in mind when you are looking at comparisons between services based on subscriber numbers or monthly active users. This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media and I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is a production of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.